Actors Talk Podcast, Episode 42. Welcome, everybody, to Actors Talk with Tommy G. Kendrick. That would be me. I'm the producer and the host of our digital get-together. I am an Austin, Texas area-based actor and have been for many years. Not in Austin for that many years. Well, I guess I have, 20 years now. I've been an actor since 1978 and uh, still in the game and still trying to uh, help my fellow actors out there, especially the ones who may be just beginning the journey to uh, see if I can help them avoid some of the bumps that I ran into along the way so um, that's what we're doing here also uh, i think we have content for people of all levels in the business but if you're a beginning actor i i really hope that you'll get something special out of the site so thank you so much for being here my special thanks to guests from the previous episode that would be trina brown sean johnson jr and lamarcus tinker we discussed their film, Something Different. I understand that they had a standing room only premiere of Something Different last week in the Houston area, and I couldn't be happier for them or their uh, and their efforts with that film. Be sure to check out actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 41 if you want to hear about the film, Something Different, from this terrific filmmaking family in the Houston area. So thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate that. My guest interviewee for Episode 42 is talented, she is funny, she is really, really pretty, Uh, very easy on the eyes, as we used to say when I was growing up. She is actress Mara Marini. Many of you will have seen Mara in her multiple episode appearances on Parks and Recreation, a very, very popular television show here in the U.S., a very funny show as well. She's also appeared in a number of comedy and horror films. And this year, 2013, she launched a very popular video comedy series called Inside Dating on Break.com. We'll be talking about what it's like to come to L.A. She's from Canada. You know What it's like to come to L.A. and pursue an acting career, the importance of staying true to who you are in the midst of trying to forge a career in this very, very uh, challenging business. And for you actresses listening, we'll talk a bit about some of the challenges that pertain, especially to females in the business that us guys just don't have to deal with. Now, let me warn you that uh, some of the content on on uh, Mara's dating videos and uh, her even her demo might be well. It's not for kids. It's there's, there's nothing you know. It's not like x-rated or even r-rated or anything but it's it's not for kids it's a it's mature theme it's it's really funny but uh you know if you're somebody who's here to get information for your kid actors those videos are probably something you're probably going to want to pass on and, and watch yourself mara's a very very funny and a talented actress i'm really delighted to have her on the show i'll have a link to mara's comedy demo in the show notes and uh, again, just a uh, caution, you know, if you're, if you're going to watch that with, with the kids around. I found Mara to be really, really delightful, uh, a delightful person to interview. She's very bright. She's talented. Go to actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 42. You can also go to actorstalkacting.com forward slash 42. Either of those addresses will resolve to the same place. Go right to the show notes for this episode, and you'll be able to see links to her videos there. Uh, she is at the beginning, really, of what I know is going to be a very, very successful career. Mara Marini. And we'll get to that in just a minute. Now, I hope you'll indulge me for just a couple of more minutes. It's at this point that usually, if you're a, a, a regular listener, you know that at this point I usually go right into the interview. And I have to apologize in advance and say I'm going to hold you here for a few more minutes because I, I have some important things to tell you and I want to ask your favor uh, in a way as well. So please stick with me. If you just don't want to hear any of that, I probably jump ahead to about the 10 minute mark and you can get right into the interview. But if you, I hope you'll stick with me here. Okay. Here's the deal. Actors talk podcast is, and always will be a free podcast. It is my intention to have all the content here 
absolutely free for actors and people interested in becoming an actor or filmmaker or writer, any way involved in the business, free for you to have access to. I'm, I'm not going to charge for that. I'm not going to have a subscription site. I'm not going to put past episodes up for a fee like some uh, podcasters do. At least that's, that's certainly not my intention. I just don't want to do that. I want the information to be freely available. But I need to find a way to subsidize the production of the show in some way. I mean, I've got uh, several thousand dollars worth of equipment I'm sitting in front of. Uh, this really nice Heil PR40 microphone that I use, a mixer and all this stuff. It's, it's stuff that I need to do the show and that I wanted to get to do the show and that's fine. But And then there are hosting fees and um, media hosting fees and all that, things that, that go on. And these things have to be paid for. Well, it would be nice if the show could support itself. I think that's understandable, right? Now, how do people, other podcasters handle that? Some of them put a tip jar on their sites and you could uh, make a, a donation to a PayPal account. And I don't know, for some reason, that just doesn't really appeal to me. I don't, I don't want people to feel obligated to you know, hit that tip jar, which you might do. Now, what I'm about to tell you may seem like I'm asking you to be obligated as well, but I promise you I am not. I'm always open to having one or more sponsors for the show. Uh, the way that Audible, the audiobook company, has sponsored some episodes. If you've listened, you've heard me mention Audible and the deal that they have for podcasters in the past. And I would love to have an ongoing relationship with a company like that. But the show has well over 200,000 plays or downloads at this point, And that's gracious. That's, that's awesome. I, I just can't believe it. it has grown so quickly and to that extent. But you know what? Some of the big shows that get advertising dollars, they have 200,000 downloads an episode. Well, we're not there yet. Maybe someday, but not there. So what does that mean? I'm almost through here. Stick with me. I promise. I just want to be as transparent as possible. I have decided to put what we call affiliate links on the site, and I have some established some affiliate relationship with some different companies. What does that mean? Let's say that you go to the Actors Talk podcast and you see the banner there for Fitbit which has just uh, agreed to let me be an affiliate for them. And I'm really happy because I'm sitting here wearing a Fitbit bracelet and I love Fitbit. And by the, just as an aside, if you are a Fitbit user, find me on the Fitbit site and link up and we'll um, encourage each other to exercise and track our steps and all that stuff. Okay, back to this announcement. So let's say you decide to buy a, a Fitbit through the actorstalkpodcast.com site, I would get a commission on that sale. Now, you can bypass my site, go straight to Fitbit, for instance, and and buy that there, and Actors Talk would get nothing for it. You would pay no more or no less than you did if you followed the link on the Actors Talk site, but the, the podcast just wouldn't get any benefit from it. Do not feel obligated to do so. I still want you as a listener, whatever you decide to do in that case. I just want you to know that those opportunities are there, and in that way, I keep all of the content free and keep up and running and um, just keep doing the kind of things we're doing here, which I hope you are enjoying. Now, that brings me to one other thing. On the ActorsTalkPodcast.com website, there is a speak pipe button. Now, if you don't know what that is, that just means that if you have a microphone on your computer, you can punch that blue button that says leave voicemail and I'll get a voicemail message from you. You'll talk, of course, and I'll get, a, I'll get a voicemail message from you. And you can tell me what your reaction is to this announcement that I'm going to put affiliate links on the site. And you can let me know if you like that, you don't like it, if you're annoyed by it or whatever. You can also leave me questions or comments about the show in general or a, an episode in particular. Or if you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, I'd be happy to do that. And I would love to do that, in fact. So go to the podcast uh, site, click that speak pipe button and leave me a message, and I would uh, really love to hear from you. Now then, lastly, and I promise this is the last segment of this whole pre-interview business. I've been uh, checking the search terms to see what people or how people are finding the website, and there are a few things that are popping up over and over, so I thought I would address those very quickly. One of the ones that I'm getting a lot of action on right now is about the film The Retrieval, starring my friend and fellow actor, uh, Texas actor, Tashawn Scott. 
the retrieval premiered, as you may know, at uh, South by Southwest this year. And I did an episode uh, interviewing Tushan about this incredibly good film. And that was episode 34. A lot of people are finding that now and searching for it because the retrieval has won bukus of awards all over not only this country, but in France and uh, Canada and everywhere. I think it's it's been, it's just raking in the awards. It really is an outstanding film, The Retrieval. You can uh, find that podcast at actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 34. Several people have been looking for how to be a child actor. And they found my interview with a kids acting coach, Diane Christensen out of Hollywood. That's episode 21. So you go to actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 021. It's a little different. It was numbering a little different back then, but it's actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 021 for that information and interview with a really fantastic kids acting coach, Diane Christensen. You can find out more about uh, a site where she participates in called Master Talent Teachers, which is an incredible resource for you actors, Master Talent Teachers. And then um, a lot of searches also, which this kind of surprised me, I don't know why it would, were about my friend, dear friend and mentor, Gregory Walcott. Many of you would know Greg from his the films he did with Clint Eastwood, but more know him from... <laughs> The Ed Wood Jr. classically horrible film, Plan 9 from Outer Space. So you can hear all about that, episode 19. ActorsTalkPodcast.com forward slash 019 if you want to hear all about Plan 9 from Outer Space. And my buddy Gregory Walcott, who's just the nicest man in show business, uh, episode 19. Finally, and this really is the last men mention, a few episodes ago, maybe just one or two, I mentioned that I was working on a Western web series called Westish. That's W-E-S-T-I-S-H, Westish. It's a comedy web series. The first trailer for Westish was released on Facebook this past week. You can go to actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash West, forward slash West, W-E-S-T, just trying to make it a little easier. And you'll, that'll take you to the Facebook page. And if you would, please give us a like there and scroll down the page. And there's a video that says Westish Full Trailer. Click on that and you'll see the video trailer, including yours truly as, <laughs> oh boy, this place is such a great character. Uh, Damien Ryle, who is the town preacher, but he, you know, unfortunately he's also the town drunk. So this is a series regular role, and we'll see how this character plays out uh, and how the show develops. The show is still in post-production. Producers will be shopping it shortly, as I understand. That's Westish, so please check that out. I, I can't believe I had so much fun doing that character and that show. I was really, really blessed to be invited to participate. So that's enough blabbering for me. I'm so sorry this took three times as long as I normally take to introduce an episode. Forgive me, stick with me, uh, and I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Mara Marini. I know you will, because she is terrific. Is that your real name? Should I? Is that it a is, politic yeah. question? I, I was born with that name. Yep, it's real. <laughs> wow, man, you you like you got the MM thing working, and yeah, uh, I love M. <laughs> <laughs> You're Canadian, is that right? I actually have dual citizenship, but I was born and raised in Canada. I didn't come out to the states till I was 17. So yeah, I was born and raised in Winnipeg. I spent a lot of time in Vancouver, where my parents live now, uh, and Toronto. I spent some time there too. So I do love Canada, uh, but I love LA as well. I, I, I love the U.S. too. So. I lived there for 15 years. Mostly I miss the friends. There are things about LA that I miss as well. Are you in a, from a big family? Well, I have a huge extended family. I'm Italian. So lots of lots of uh, cousins and aunts and uncles. But um, it's just my parents and my little brother for immediate family. But right. we're all very close. <laughs> well, where did the creative bent come from? Is that somebody in your immediate family that you can sort of look and say, oh, you know, that's where I get this this gene from? Well, I think it was my grandma. She really wanted to be an actress and she actually got into some big conservatory in Europe, but it was right when the war was going on. So my great grandpa was like, absolutely not. You're going to be a teacher. And so she kind of just kind of quelched her dreams, but yeah. I know she always wanted to, she just didn't get to pursue it. So I think it's from from her. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's a common thread even to this day of people that have that desire and uh, either don't follow it or 
or follow it later in life. This is mm-hmm. just to sidetrack for a minute because you brought up grandma and her desire to to be a performer, which is, you know, it's if you have that in you, it's so hard to shut that down or, or yeah. to turn away from it. I had a blog for about five or six years before I started the podcast. It was called Still Acting After All These Years. And the most often asked question that I would get and the most often hit on blog posts that I did was a, a blog post about getting into acting later in life. The nice thing about acting, I mean, there is no formula. There is no quote unquote path per se. Everyone has their own path, you know? So it's like someone could strike big or whatever, you know, or book something great or at 50 and, and someone does it at 17. It doesn't make one better than the other. Yeah, it's such an interesting profession because it really is. You just never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. That's right. As long as you're living and breathing, you, you, <laughs> there, there, there's a role out there you can do. There, Catherine Houston, who passed away within the last year or so, you know, she, the, there was an article that she or that was published about her and that I had reprinted that, I think, and commented on my blog. And that article generates so much activity from people who want to know about that because I think she really didn't come to Hollywood until she was about 60, you know, and start working. And then, of course, she went on to West Wing and Desperate Housewives and all these things. Great, great success, which, you know, is is unusual in and of itself, but certainly starting at that age. But let's get back to you now. So <laughs> no, no. <laughs> sorry, was, sorry to detour there. But so so you grew up with this desire. And I think I read or saw somewhere that you had wanted or, or felt the desire to become an actor or a performer of some sort very early in your life, maybe four or five years old. Yeah, I mean. My parents told me, because I, I don't remember so well, but they told me at like four, I told them, I want to be an actress. That's what I want to do. And then at six, I really wanted to get into acting classes and stuff. And we were a little bit limited uh, in resources back then in Winnipeg, where I'm from. We had there, a couple uh, conservatories, but there wasn't like a ton out there. But um, my, I told my mom, you know, that I, I really wanted to get into class. And she's like, well... I, I don't think my parents were thrilled about it. My mom's a teacher. My dad's a pilot. Like, they're they're not super into the creative stuff. And I think they wanted something maybe a little more stable for me. But then I started just, like, memorizing out of my mom's Shakespeare book uh, to convince <laughs> her. And she's like, all right, I'll enroll you in a class. And that just made me fall more in love with it. And then, you know, in high school, I was involved with all the plays and, and acting class outside of the plays. And I just, I loved it so much. And I, I uh, auditioned for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and got it in and that was kind of my ticket out to LA and then I've been here ever since. <laughs> well, were you always a gregarious person because you certainly have that sort of bubbling personality these days or was that something you had to cultivate? I think, you know, ever since I was little, definitely the adjectives used to describe me would be bubbling, bubbly, outgoing, friendly, I hope, I think, anyway, um, I definitely like, you know, usually very the positive one in the situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's so like you said. There's no one way, and in in my case, I was extremely shy as a youngster, but I had this desire to perform. Now, I don't know how that sort of conflict gets, you know, put into someone, but it did in me, and I almost just bypassed the whole thing altogether because of my intense shyness. But it wasn't until I was in high school and I was going in in the states, and well, I don't even know if it's this way now because I've been in high school, you know several lifetimes ago but um you would before your senior year you would pick your electives and and that sort of thing and i had uh, a choice of taking speech and drama or something else you know some other elective and i really wanted to do speech and drama but i was just so terrified and shy that i almost didn't do it and i just sort of had one of those heart to hearts that we have to have with ourselves uh, sometimes and I said, you know, you're you're never going to get to do this if you don't do it now. So just, you know, suck it up and do it. And it was like uh, somebody kicked open a door that had been waiting to be open for a very long time. So. That's awesome. You know, I often find um, people who, you know, because sometimes I definitely I feel like I'm outgoing and, and I like to talk to different people and stuff, but I feel like I'm more confident when I can, you know, I'm behind the camera and I'm, I'm playing a character because it's not quote unquote me, yeah. you know, so you don't have to, some of those insecurities and stuff that you just naturally have kind of go away because you're not being you. Right. Um, and I know, I think a few of my, my actor friends, I think feel the same way. It's kind of a, it's a weird thing, but. 
You yeah. know, that, that's why in auditions, you know, especially probably commercial auditions, one of the toughest questions for me that you ever get asked in an audition is, tell me about yourself. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, just let me get to the material. Yeah, I, I don't want to tell you about myself. I'm here to act. <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah, I was actually just joking with that with my girlfriend not too long ago. That is a, it's a tricky thing because you want to... You want to be personable and, and fun, but you don't you don't want to you know jabber away. So it's like a just the right amount. To yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, let, let me just ask you because you mentioned the American Academy. So you came to LA with a purpose, and that was to get some uh, higher training than you had gotten back home in Canada. Yes. So that's that's really good. But I mean, that's a good reason, especially at 17, to come to L.A. Because even probably as we're talking, you know, maybe 100 kids got off the bus or something in L.A. right now. There are at least today who came to L.A. to become actors and make their way in show business. And, it, and it's a very difficult business. It's a wonderful business and, and a great business, but it, it has its difficulties, especially mm -hmm. it can be that way when you're young. Of course, the younger you get started, the better off it is because it can take a while to get some traction in the business. So coming to LA with, with, uh, in the way you did to, to get some schooling is a, is a really uh, solid way to go because you had some built-in infrastructure there. Did you, you think yeah. you got started on the right foot because of that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it was definitely a really big help because, um, you know, I have seen, I've been here a bit and I've seen some people kind of get, you know, a little bit beaten up and chewed, you know, kind of chewed and, and swallowed by the city a little bit. Yeah. I think, you know, who you meet right off the bat is such a, really is so dependent. Um, it makes such a big difference. I mean, I, I was really, really lucky and I met some wonderful people right away that I'm still, are my dear friends to this day. And I think that kept me really grounded and, and really helped keep me focused. Um, yeah, I definitely think school definitely helped me. And, and if, if you're not coming in for school, I think if you are coming here to be an actor, I think a big problem, problem is maybe the wrong word, but people come down here and, you know, they get a wait, waiting job or a bartending job and, or a cocktail waitress, whatever the case may be. And they say, I'm an actor, I'm an actress, but they haven't done anything and they aren't in class or anything. And I think as soon as you get out here, enroll in a class, like submit even to a student film, like get out there and start doing something, theater, anything you can kind of get your hands on. So you are also working as an actor, wherever the case may be, even if you're creating your own content, you know, well, you really want to be proactive about you, it. You know, and that's, that's something that's, that I'm so on top of these days. And, and one of the things I appreciate about you, and that we're, we're going to talk about down the line here in a few minutes, but you said, you said it, create your own content. And I talk about this, I try to work it into virtually every conversation on the podcast because it's, um, there's a, a, a lady named Emily Grace that teaches uh, actors, uh, she teaches actors to be producers, and she has a, a catchphrase that I think is, I'll probably screw this up, Emily, sorry. Think like a producer so you can work, so you can act for a living. That's it. Think like a producer okay. so you can act mm -hmm. for a living. And in this day and age where technology is relatively inexpensive and you, you can go get a DSLR camera and shoot a short film, there's no reason for actors to sit around and wait for the phone to ring uh, to be, you know, they can be out creating some kind of content, whether it's a scene, a skit, a short film, something to be working and improving and maybe creating some content that they can somehow monetize or that will get them an agent or further down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a, a very, very exciting time that we live in for that reason. You know, when I, yeah, when I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> when uh, when I started looking, I, and I'm I'm sorry, I was not intimately familiar with your career, but I will be as I go along because because yeah. you're just you're just uh, at the beginning, and although you've done a lot of things, but there's a, there's a, a big upside. There's no question about that. And but yeah. when I started looking at the things you've done, are you familiar with uh, Lonnie Anderson? Do you remember her? Yeah. From WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay, I want to I want to get into an area that that's going to be a little bit it seems to me maybe to be superficial, but I don't think it is and I and I don't think it will be to the young women who may be listening and who have to face these these kinds of issues. I ran into Lonnie Anderson years ago when I first came to LA. I came out in 
uh, the late 70s, and I lived there for 15 years and left in, in 94. And I think, uh, unless my adult mind has completely convinced me of the wrong thing, that Lonnie and I had the same commercial agent at a time. And when I first saw her or met her, she was a brunette. And she was stunning as a brunette. But mm-hmm. when she hit it big on WKRP in Cincinnati, she was a blonde. Now, when I was looking up pictures of you, I found pictures of you as a blonde, which I think you are now, and, yes. and as a brunette. And they were equally stunning, both of oh. them. Now, what, what, what is the challenge that an actress faces with something that's as silly-seeming as hair color? Because it can be a big deal, can't it? Yeah, it's... It's such a crazy thing. I mean, it makes me think of um, a story. Um, when I first got out of the academy, I was, you know, trying so hard to find an agent, and finding an agent is such a challenging thing. And um, I was recommended to this one woman who's at a, a, a known agency, so I was really excited to get the meeting. And she kind of took a look at me and said, you know, <clears throat> you're funny, but you don't look funny. And you're pretty, but you're not super pretty. You're not like supermodel pretty. So I can't submit you on any like, you know, things that have the, are quote unquote beautiful. So I think you should cut your hair short and dye it brown. And then I'll take you on. And me being new and desperate kind of to get, you know, get in there. I did it. And it was just one of the worst decisions. I mean, it was a lesson. So I don't want to say it was a terrible decision, but it was really, really hard on me because I just, A, I didn't really feel like me. And B, you know, I, I took this advice from someone who didn't even send me out on one audition for the whole time I was with her, by the way. <laughs> but um, it just taught me, you know, you have to really follow your own instincts. And a lot of people were like, you know, don't go platinum blonde. Don't go so blonde. Go like dirty blonde. And I was just like, no, I feel like I need to be blonde. And and now I'm a little more natural blonde. I'm still very blonde, but not like so white platinum. But, you know, that's, I think that's what helped me book and come back to Parks and Rec was part of it because, um, you know, I mean, I booked it because they were bringing in all different types, but then they brought me back because I looked a little bit similar to Amy. And, you know, it was just kind of trusting my own self. And I just felt, I felt like that was me. Um, but everyone, again, everyone's path is so different. Like my, one of my best friends, uh, also Canadian and American, very successful actress. She's brunette and she works all the time. Um, we go out for very different stuff, but, uh, you know, it's just so, it's just so interesting. You kind of just have to go with your gut and it's hard to know. It's so hard to know. I've made many mistakes and I'm sure I'll change my look again down the road, of course, but you just got to kind of feel what's right try to go with it. Yeah, these are the kind of issues, though, that that female actors have to face a lot more than yeah. than male actors do, yeah. you know, fairly or unfair, whatever. I mean, it's just it's just a reality that yeah. things like hair color and and then it gets even more serious where you know you have uh, well, I mean, the problems with eating disorders are are certainly not unknown in the film and TV business or in modeling because of the the need uh, apparently to be rail thin at any cost and things like, and then plastic surgery and all these issues that, that women face much more than men. And men face them to some extent in the business as well, but not nearly as, as much as women do. Are you, did you hear about the, I think it's came out today. I may be, I may be way behind the curve on this. The, the thing that uh, Jennifer Lawrence was quoted as saying about, Wait, have you, are you up? Did you hear about no, that? No, no. What did oh, she say? Let, let me, let me read to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is because this is, you know, this is, I hope you don't mind talking about this kind of thing because there are a lot of uh, actors on, on all different ways on the journey from beginning to in the middle to, you know, people are old farts like me that have been at it a long time. And so for the people who are younger, this will, this will be information that, they need to sort of digest maybe and, and think about it a little bit. But uh, so I think this was in the UK version of Vogue or something. Uh, oh, it's Harper's Bazaar. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Harper's Bazaar, November cover girl. And she reveals just how strong the stay thin pressure is, is on young stars in Hollywood. I was young. It was just kind of the kind of, and I'll say crap, that actress, actresses have to go through. The Oscar winner tells the UK glossy of how she was treated pre-Golden statue 
Someone told me I was fat, that I was going to get fired if I didn't lose a certain amount of weight. They brought in pictures of me that where I basically was naked and told me to use them as motivation for my diet. But while Lawrence admits this hurt, the Kentucky girl is now confident in herself and also admir- admirably defiant. If anybody ever tries to whisper the word diet, I'm like, you can go F yourself. You know, oh, so, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's it, these are the kinds of silly things that that uh, go on. You know, the, the, the kind of part of the business that's not very attractive and not very glamorous, but that women face, once again, much more than men, things like that. So, you know, it's you, you yeah. really have to you really have to have a good uh, self image and a good support system and and stay true to yourself, don't you? Absolutely. It's, it's such an interesting industry. I mean, I really wish that the industry was called something different for men than it was for women, because it truly is 100% different in, in my experience. I mean, I had a chance where I could see the breakdowns for a while, um, a while back, and I was just able to see how many roles there are for men and how really few there are for women. And of the ones there are for women, how many nudity required sexual uh situations like it's just the parts are not as good i mean it's fascinating and there's so many more women out here pursuing it than men too there's a lot more young women than there are i mean there are a lot of men too but there's more women and there's more roles for men so it really is a very different industry Definitely very different for between the yeah. two. Okay, let's talk about something fun. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get so serious. <laughs> let's try to bring but, it back but, up. But you know, you know, I don't, I don't get to talk to that many actresses uh, on here, or haven't so far. And these are just some of the things that that uh, people don't think about. And I know there's some young girl in Kentucky or in Austin, Texas, where I am, or or somewhere that's going to hear this, and and all they're thinking about. So you know, at first, is just the stars. You know, it's it's it, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a star. And the reality is that hopefully you will be a star, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, and there's a lot of things that aren't going to seem quite fair to get where you want to go. And that's, that's the only point I'm trying to make here. Tell me about, uh, parks and recreation, particularly what I'm interested in as, as somebody who goes in, uh, myself on episodics and I'm usually going in for a few days or if I'm lucky a week, or uh, maybe even a day, then, you know, I've learned through the years that it, it's, and it's something you have to learn, I think, to sort of fit in to this family that you're walking into. All these people know each other. They have a way of working that you're not up to speed on. There are all these things that you have to sort of hit the ground running and do your job professionally and then leave. You know, so, but, so how is it on a, on a gig like Parks and Recreation? Now you've, you know, you've done so far four episodes, and I don't know if it's possible that there'll be more, but how, how is it fitting into that sort of a sitcom family that where there's lots of funny people and it's a going concern? What are the challenges for the actor in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously so different show to show, but for Parks and Rec, oh my God, they couldn't have been more welcoming and wonderful. I mean, um, I've said this so many times before, so I don't know if you, you but I, I haven't talked to you yet, so I'll tell you, but they, everyone, every, the, every makeup artist, hairstylist, you know, wardrobe from all the crew to the writers to all the actors, everyone is so happy to be there and it just permeates through everything. Everyone is having the time of their lives and I've never been part of a, like a more wonderful situation. Um, everyone's so nice and so funny and so friendly and, and generous when you're working with them. I mean, I, I can't say enough wonderful things. I am so feel so blessed that I was able to work with them. I hope I can again in the future, but they are so great. Well, you're was very, really, really, very funny on the show. I mean, it's just, <laughs> now I, I kind of would like to have heard that conversation, you know, uh, when you called your mom, did you, was it, was it, was it, a, was it a good, was it a good news, bad news? Mom, I got good news. You know, I, I got this great job and oh, by the way, I'm playing a prostitute. You know, I mean, what? <laughs> Well, wait, 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 she's a porn star. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, a porn star. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I, you know, I told her I booked it. It was <laughs> Screaming, they were so happy for me. I did not tell them what the part was <laughs> until they, they obviously they saw it. But it was hilarious because you know they told all their friends. All their friends loved it, but they did tell we have this one little section of our family that's uber religious. That's kind of 
way out in Canada. And my mom told them. <laughs> and they watched it too, which I thought was hilarious. And my Catholic all-girls school that I went to in Winnipeg, <laughs> they put it out in the newsletter. So I like to think like, you know, the nuns that I used, I used to get in trouble from, like what their reactions were if they saw it. That's, but I, that's pretty funny. Everyone was so supportive and they obviously thought it was hilarious. I mean, I think it would be very different if it was a different kind of, of show, but it was so funny. And, you know, she's a hardworking porn star. She's very <laughs> earnest and genuine and sweet. So. Well, I, you know, I just in my uh, warped mind, I'm just imagining this phone call and thinking, you know, she tells her mom and her mom <laughs> misunderstands and thinks I'm, be- I'm becoming a porn star. You know? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> We knew this would happen. Oh, no. It's horrible. Come home. <laughs> I know. When, first, uh, when I first moved to L.A., I mean, they got a 1-800 number, so I'd call them all the time. They, like, thought I was moving, you know, into the den of iniquity. They're like, oh, my gosh, our daughter. Well, they weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, but, um, but you're so funny sp- on the show. I mean, it's Oh, really, thank oh. you. Thank you. It's so it's just a, such a fun, fun place to work. And everyone's so talented and amazing. So what a great experience. Yeah. So. Now, well, tell me about the – now, are, are you still doing the – is it a YouTube show? No, it's not YouTube, but I mean, I've seen the videos on YouTube, the dating show. Are you yeah, still doing so, – tell, tell me about that, what it's called, and how that came about. So I'd always kept a blog um, of funny dates and stuff that I've gone on. And um, I used to do a thing where I – a couple of years ago where I tweet every Friday, funny Friday – three funny Friday messages, which were three outrageous messages I'd get online from guys and they were all real. Um, and so I was approached by break.com and I kind of just did this little, um, I just went on for a little bit about, uh, sort of dating advice for guys, but done in a funny way, kind of like what not to do as well. And some examples and I read some funny messages. Um, it's called inside dating with Mara Marini. And we're hoping to bring that back, uh, towards the end of this year. We'll put but, some uh, links to that in the show notes. So I'll, I'll make sure people awesome. can find that. So thank you. Yeah. Um, also working with, um, really talented Canadian actor called Ricky named Ricky, maybe, um, who grew up with like Seth Rogen and that whole crew. And we wrote a really funny web series together. Uh, that's, we're going to start shooting very soon. So I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah, just been writing a lot as well and, and keeping busy. And, um, I booked uh, a film that's going to shoot in Toronto in January. So definitely some fun stuff coming up. Oh, that's awesome. That's a, so, are you, so will you be on the web series? That attracts, yes. that attracts my attention because I just finished a pilot and I think we did three episodes. It's hard to tell on a web series because you're just shooting. You know, yeah, how, how, yeah. I think they said it was going to be chopped up into three, uh, three episodes. And it, and it was, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the kind of thing. It turned out great. It's called Westish. And the they just dropped the uh, trailer on Facebook this week. W e s t i s h, awesome. but it's 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 a western, you know. And oh, it's cool. like if you're if you're gonna and it's a comedy western and it's really well done. But if you know if you were gonna sit down you know with your buddies and say you know let's do a web series we can produce something cheaply we'll do it ourselves we could do it under a, a SAG new media agreement you know which is, is is very very flexible. Blah blah blah. The last thing you would do is a western, you know, because of, because <laughs> of the period costumes and the horses and the blah blah blah. But they did it, and and good gracious, it turned out great. And so I'm what kind, what is the sort of without telling me too much about the web series? I know you want, don't want to do that, but what sort of genre is it? Um, well, it's I can basically it were the working title. I mean, it may change, but as of right now, it's uh, Mara's on the market, and it's it's really. <laughs> my real dates that I've gone on in Los Angeles, like real dates. And we're going to reenact it with some like really funny, funny people, uh, some funny actors I know out here. And I think it's just going to be a hoot because it's based in reality. And some of them are so outrageous, but real, they deserve to be out there for people to, to oh, yeah. see. Some, some of the dating questions I've, I've seen you react to and, you know, and talk about it sort of <laughs> uh, respond to on your videos are, are pretty insanely funny. I mean, if those are, you know, real. So, you know, so that should be funny. So it sort of blurs the lines between reality and scripted, which I think a lot of reality TV does anyway. But uh, yeah, it, it sounds like it could be really funny. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited about it. It's, uh, we've, you know, written them all out and we're, we laugh just reading them. So I'm hoping other people enjoy them too. So it should be fun. Well, that's that's great. So now when do you do the uh, the film in Canada? That's coming up when? 
So that's coming up in January. Um, I don't have all the details yeah. yet as far as dates, but I right. do know that I should be out there for some of January. Right. And uh, I also, I'm attached to a film. Um, it's a kind of a political comedy uh, with, I don't know if you heard of Ahmed Ahmed. He's a really funny comedian. Okay. Um, and uh, that was supposed to start shooting this fall, but has been pushed back to next year. So I'm hoping that it still goes. Right. You never know with films, you know, like sometimes things, you know, people's schedules and things get run amok, but um, it's really funny. So I hope we do get to make it. It's a, it's a really great script. Oh, awesome. You know, the business is changing so fast now. And of course, I've been at this for 30 or 40 years. And so, I, so I've seen a lot of changes. But one of the things that's going on, I don't know if you're being impacted by this or not, is the fact that there's so much production around the country and even, of course, in Canada, in Bulgaria, wherever, but especially in the U.S. I mean, I, of the last five or six auditions I've had, only one has been here in Austin. And all of the others I've taped uh, auditions at the request of casting to send in to either New Mexico or North Carolina or Atlanta, Georgia, or um, New Orleans, yeah, because mm -hmm. there's so much production. Are you guys in LA being hit with that kind of thing? I mean, I know LA's still the center, but there's there's a lot of production. All this production that I'm auditioning for in these cases are productions that have moved out of LA to locations somewhere else. Are you guys being hit well, by, by that? I I definitely put myself on tape a lot, but it's for Canada because I am Canadian. I can, you know, work in Canada too, but, um, I haven't noticed, I know there is a lot moving to, uh, I think I have a, a few friends that tried to get an agent, I think in either, was it Louisiana, New Orleans? Yeah, and New Orleans is just booming. Yeah. Yeah. Another place too. So I do think that they definitely, um, there's definitely, right stuff moving out there but for me i've just personally experienced more stuff for canada but um but i know that there is yeah a lot of work well let's talk out. let's talk about that for a second because it's a it's something that all actors if they're not up to speed on it are going to need to get up to speed on it and that's what we sometimes call virtual auditions or self-taping auditions whether we tape them or not the point is we're not going into the casting office and being put on tape we're doing it from our homes or from a studio or somewhere do you mm -hmm. use your? Do you have someone who who rec uh, videos your auditions for you, or do you have your own equipment and you have like a, a studio room in your house or apartment where you do this, or how do you, you know handle what? that? I used to go pay someone to put myself on tape every time, yeah. and now me and you know my my roommate and best friend, the one I was telling you about, the really uh, successful, awesome brunette actress, yeah. <laughs> um, who's actually <laughs> shooting a show in Atlanta right now called Resurrection. Oh, uh, yeah. Brad Pitt's producing it. Very excited for her. Right. Um, so she uh, also puts herself on tape a lot, too. We'll often read for each other. Right. Um, and we just use our iPads or our um, MacBooks with iMovie. And it's, we, you know, we have a nice white wall. We have great lighting. Right. And that's been really successful for us. So it's also, you know, easier on the pocket when you can do it yourself. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's important for people to know. I mean, it, if you can't do it yourself in a way that you're describing, you know, pay somebody to do it professionally because the casting people are really adamant. And it, it's just in your best interest. They need to be able to hear you well. You know, yes. so the, the audio can't be crappy and they need to be able to see your face and they especially mm -hmm. want it to be, you know, fairly close so they can see the, the eyes and see what's going on. Yeah. Well, in, what you could also do is do kind of a test run with your yeah. representation and say like, here, I'm going to, can you see and hear me? Like, you know, is this good lighting? Is this good makeup or, right. or you can good volume and, uh. And that way you can see if that's, you know, a viable choice for you too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I'd rather be in the room with somebody that can hire me. But, well, no, but, I, but I'd the, always <laughs> rather be in the room, but when they're yeah. in another country, you yeah, don't really it, have exactly, exactly. But the, the choice is, you know, you either do it this way or, or not now. And it's becoming yeah. much, much more prevalent. So actors, you know, out there, you know, get up to speed on that. And you don't have to have a lot of expensive equipment, but it, it does need to, you know, you don't want it to look crappy either. It's got to look professional and and be competitive with uh, the people like Mara who are sending in great looking video so <laughs> what uh, do you have any other well I was going to ask you what before you moved and it's, it's sort of maybe question doesn't work maybe because you came to LA to go to school but is there something that you wish you'd known 
before you moved to LA that, you know, that if somebody were to come to you and say, Hey, my daughter or, or my friend is moving to LA. Is there any piece of advice you could give them? Is there something you'd go? Yes. I wish I'd done this or known that. Jeez. Mm, that's a great question. I don't know that I have a specific answer for it because, you know, when I came out, it was kind of right before the whole, um, YouTube craze, yeah. right? So yeah. I, I kind of just, like, I wish I had that almost. I wish I had Twitter and YouTube a little right. more um, because I do respond so well to that. And it, that's really, like, helped me in a lot of interesting ways. And I think that uh, that's a feather in anyone's cap that, you know, that you're able to communicate with people like fans or whatever or and get your content out right away. Um you know, for me, we were really immersed in the school the first three years. So they actually encouraged us not to audition, which right. I, looking back, kind of frowned upon because, you you know, I'm out here to act like I should be. I get it that you're a big conservatory and you're trying to have your students be really immersed in that. But at the same time, you know, you're only young for so long. Like, I wish I was <laughs> able to maybe like work a little more while I was in school. But, yeah. you know, aside from that, like I learned so many great things and, and, and I did get great training and I'm, and I'm happy about that. Right. And I wouldn't change anything, but it's hard to say, you know, cause gosh, I mean, stuff necessarily that I would know now going in wouldn't necessarily help me. You kind of have to go through it. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Well, and the other thing is, like I said, I didn't know if it would apply uh, because you were coming out with a specific goal, and that was to go to school. And, yeah. and that provided you with some infrastructure and some focus and mm-hmm. with, with friends and all manner of things that somebody just coming out cold turkey that doesn't know anyone, you know, wouldn't have. I mean, what what I did that was fairly smart, one of the few smart things that I did, and this is what I, something I would recommend to people, is start where you are. And do all those commercials if you're you, that are available or whatever, and, and get active in the business where you are, and make contacts with the people that are in your in your location where you are. Before I I, yeah. I moved from Dallas, yeah. and so uh, back way back then, 1979. But I knew that all of these big advertising agencies in Dallas. Uh, often would go to L.A. to cast commercials. And so they had contacts in L.A. And people I had worked with, I just called them up and said, hey, can I take you to lunch? I'm moving to L.A. i just like to you know, pick your brain a little bit. And they, I didn't have anybody turn me down. And so when I went to L.A., I left with a list of people that I should contact and say, yeah, so-and-so at this agency told me to give you a call. And that's, you know, that was probably the smartest thing I ever did because I ended up with a great commercial agent in about two days. You know, nice. and, and and that's something I would recommend people do. And then the other thing, of course, like you you alluded to YouTube and and uh, you talked about uh, shooting a short film or a, or a web series. And we talked about the availability of recording gear. Now, there's really no reason somebody can't come out to L.A. with at least some kind of footage on mm-hmm. yourself where you don't have to wait to be cast in something in L.A. You want you know, you hope to start working to that, but you can have something if somebody by some chance says, well, let me see what you look like on film. You have something to show them right away. And so, yeah. And if you're uncomfortable, pardon me. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, if you're uncomfortable, um, you know, filming yourself or you, or you, you know, writing is not your thing or, or whatever. You can always look, you know, actors access, LA casting, um, even Craigslist, like for some things that might, even student films can, um, especially a you know Absolutely. thesis films. They're yeah. great. They're they're actually really great production value. Absolutely, w- are, would be great for you to add to your reel. Yeah, if you're in a if you're in a like bigger that. if you're in a bigger city with a with a even a major university or even a big school that probably has either a film department or a radio TV film or a drama department, there probably is somebody there that's making student films, and you should try to get involved in that it's great experience and you know yeah. and can get and give you uh, the beginnings of a reel so you know, yeah those, those are just a few things that you can do well mara i don't want to keep you longer uh, <laughs> we've talked quite a bit and you're just you're just a lot of fun to talk to you have a great uh, uh perspective on the business and i could tell that uh the success you've had so far is just the beginning I really believe that you have a, a, a great career in front of you and you've laid a lot of great groundwork at and a lot of people can go out there, look on IMDb for Mara Marini, and I'll put the links at Actors Talk Podcast 
com. That's the website, and I'll put show notes with this episode and links and some photos of Mara where you can find her YouTube projects and uh, other things that she's involved in, and and you can check that out at actorstalkpodcast.com. Was there anything else that you wanted to bring up, a project or anything you wanted to make sure we talked about before we uh, wrap this up? No, this is great. Um, if you do want to check uh, my Twitter out, it's at Popgloss, P-O-P-G-L-O-S-S. And I'll definitely be updating once we have the web series out and stuff, which hopefully should be launching soon. And okay. um, yeah, thank you so much. I'll make sure we have the, the Twitter handle there. And what about on Facebook? Do you, uh, do you have a Facebook fan page that people can go to or do you not? Um, well, I kind of just use it personally. And okay. then I think someone made a fan page for me that I don't really know about, but <laughs> it's somewhere there. Okay. And, uh, so Twitter is the best know, way. I, um, but maramarini.com and Twitter okay. and Instagram. I'm also at pop gloss on Instagram. I'm very active on all of those. So, um, if you're ever curious, feel free to follow me or, or give me a shout. <laughs> All right. Very, very good. I, I appreciate you being on Actors Talk. It's been a lot of fun. And I uh, hope, hope you enjoyed it as well. And I uh, hope to get to uh, talk to you again. If you come to Austin to do a film, uh, you know, give me a jingle and, and I'll buy you That's a cup of coffee. Awesome. So. Thank you. I'd love to. Awesome. Best of luck to you as well. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Okay. God Bye. bless. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Mara Marini. <laughs> I told you she was vivacious. She, you'll, you'll see she, how pretty she is when you go to the website. And she's uh, sharp as a tack and a very, very good actress. Very funny. I'm looking for big things from Mara Marini. Thanks, Mara. Thank you so much for being on Actors Talk Podcast. Look, uh, I won't <laughs> beat a dead horse here about the affiliate links, but just please visit the website, actorstalkpodcast.com. Or again, you can go to ActorsTalkActing.com. Either one resolves to the same uh, place. You'll, you'll end up at, at the um, podcast home. And uh, leave me a message. Hit that speak pipe button and leave a voicemail. Just let me hear from you. It's, uh, I know people are listening, or at least I know people are downloading the podcast by the thousands. And really, each episode is getting downloaded at a clip of, on average, over 10,000 per episode. So... One of the big frustrations of being a podcaster, and it's not just me, it's, this goes through the whole community, is a lack of feedback and interaction with the audience. I'd so love to hear from you and let me know who you are and where you're listening. If, if you're one of my listeners in China or in India or in Iran or in Dubai or in Canada or in Fort Worth, <laughs> wherever you are, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear uh, how you're enjoying the show, how you found it, and uh, what you think. Just hit that speak pipe button, leave me a voice message, and if you don't mind, I'll play it on the show, and you'll get to hear yourself uh, talk to me, and I'll, I'll respond to your voicemail right here on the show. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. I really do, do mean that. I appreciate you being a listener. And until next time, I really hope to see you in the movies. Don't forget to hit that Westish page, actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash West. Give us a like, watch that video, and thank you so very much. Until next time, this is Tommy saying so long. God bless.